And we're back. This is the Everything and Anything podcast. <laughs> this is another episode of Think on That. Um, I'm Matt Giddy. Got your boy Alex here. And we got a special guest today, Mr. John Bruzo. How's it going? Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. We're just getting into it. Having a good time. Chilling, vibing. What are you up to these days? Yeah, so I'm actually just getting out of the military. Uh, Congratulations. Almost. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long... How do you feel? Long road. You know what? Hard to say. It's hard to say. I know. It's, it's a bittersweet feeling. It, yeah. You're very conflicted. Yeah. yeah. A lot of intertwined values. and The and transitions, stuff, so. it's, it's a weird one, man. I have to say, I'm still rolling with the punches and adjusting to civilian life six months later, you know, but it's freeing, I have to say, to yeah. get out. Yeah, you're looking good, man. You're yeah, looking man. good. You, you've <laughs> definitely a life. different look you got yeah. going on. <laughs> you get to just be yeah. yourself. It's cool. Yeah. You know? And it's going to be nice. I feel like a lot of the stresses that you deal with on a day-to-day basis fade away. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm still kind of in, in the grind of it. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of uh, adjusting still to be done. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm actually getting medically released, uh, which is just a long process. I've been been waiting for about two years now yeah wow. to, to get news on whether it's a, a go or not it takes a long time and yeah just here at the tail end of it and it's still like there's so many unclear answers and that's where you sit in a lot of like uncertainty so yeah how it's, long you been in it now okay. uh so i'm going on my seventh year seventh year okay yeah that's what i did too so when i got out of seven years as well seven years seven's the number it seems like yeah man i don't okay. know it's just a special kind of crap it is a special kind of crap. It, it's kind of rough. Yeah, it is brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. It's hmm. it's in, but okay. It's a separate society. Yeah, it's a whole other world. Entirely, I'm sure. It's yeah. a whole whole set of laws, whole set of like we have our own everything. We have our own cooks, our own doctors, our own lawyers, our own everything. Yeah, yeah. our own license plates for crying out loud. Like it's a whole separate society. Yeah. So like when you yeah. get out of it. Even though you were born in this society, and then you went into theirs, and then you get out of it, it's like this world changed a whole lot too. Yeah. And like adjusting and catching up and like trying to figure out how people actually interact and actually behave instead of the regimented with the rank on your shoulder, knowing who's boss type of thing. Right. And this weird sort of fetishized deference for like the colonel <laughs> or like the, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting to think about, like, how do you want to adjust going back into the civilian world? Mm-hmm. Like, it's different, right? So, you are too. Maybe you have a time to think about what are your values and how do you want to go about things. Yeah. I think that gives you some, if you're self-aware, some time to reflect before you're getting into it. But That's, Yeah, man. How old were you when you first joined? Yeah, I was 23. So 23, okay. I, was, I was actually a prison guard. Uh, Initially before, before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, I left Corrections Canada, okay. waited about eight months, and then joined the military. Okay. Yeah. So how, how long are you in Corrections? Yeah, just under a year. It did not go well for me. Oh, <laughs> like, really? It was okay. a quick, a quick uh, yeah. stint for sure. So you spent eight years slogging it out for the feds. Something like that, man. Something like that. And now you're almost at the end. And what's next? Yeah, graphic design, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe a tattoo artist. I don't know. Something in the creative industry, for sure. Yeah, I man. I'm, I'm, I'm done with a lot of <laughs> stuff. So for, yeah, me, for me right now, it's just 
just trying to take it easy, avoid a lot of creative, conflicts. the creative spaces where to go. When I got out, this podcast was born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? There you go. Yeah. What, what initially brought you to the military? What was the reasoning you joined? Oh, that's a, that's tough. That's yeah. a tough one. Um, so I, I've been following a, a war journalist named Sebastian Yager. I think that's how you say his last name. Okay. Uh, he wrote a book called tribe and in the book, it's just a lot about like finding meaning and purposes as a man in the century or whatever. Right. So he spoke on about a lot of different, uh, wars and soldiers and what it means to be one. And uh, that kind of switched me on to wanting to find this higher purpose and meaning, I guess. So. Right. Just, I guess you were in your, your early 20s or late teens and you read that and then... Yeah, just wanting to find a community that I can contribute to and, and find some belonging, so... Right. And yeah, you can, you definitely can find that in the military. It's just sure. It's just tough to really fit, fit in in yeah. some way, so... Yeah. yeah. You have to be like... You have to be the, the military guy in order to be like... You have to... Either you play the role or you are that guy. And like, not everybody can play the role. And then it's like, if you slip, if you're out of, you know, if you're out of line, you stick out like a sore thumb. Because everybody has to be the same, right? Yeah, like if you're, you ever heard of the term gray man? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, if you're not the gray gray man. man. Yeah, but you never, (laughs) they always say that, but you never are. You can never make it. It seems very robotic to me. Like as an outsider. Yes. It seems robotic to me. I don't know. Like Like the the personality you got to carry almost, like how you got to be in the military. I don't. Th- I think that there are, there's a conscious choice. I think it's just right. how they like. It's how you view it, right? Like right. there's a narrative being made for you. Like you're you're consciously being there, right? But it's. Right. I think that there's levels to it, right? Depending right. on what perspective you're you're seeing, maybe it might seem robotic, but there's a level where you can. There's definitely like. It has its own. Uh, own life to it if that if that makes sense right. it's its own organic thing yeah, yeah so like you can't it's really hard to judge on the outside of it there's it's just very few people actually do it right and right so it's just not as uh familiar to the to like for sure it's, yeah. it's more colloquial with the american for sure because yeah. the american military machine is so massive and has to be sustained all the time that it, like a large portion of the American population yeah. was either directly in the military or closely related to somebody who was. Yeah. So like most Americans have a personal relationship with the United States military. Canada is not the fucking, not even close. Yeah. Like if yeah. you look at a family that has been in Canada for like, I don't know, 200 years. Right, they'll be proudly be like, "Oh, my grandfather fought in World War Two and World War." And then like, "Okay, cool." And then like, "Who's been in the military since?" No, oh, that's about it, you know. And you're like, so it's, it's very detached from the military, and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Like, and then we're so close to the United States, right? And we consume so much of their media, like their war movies. Yeah, we love that shit. Yeah, right? but they promote on a whole nother level. Yeah, right? it's just the. The relationship—that's the weird part about our military, this this country. When you're in it, like I think when you're an idealistic kid getting into it, you're like you know green and what behind the ears, you know what I mean? You're, <laughs> yeah, okay, the you're green like, man. You're like sure. I'm gonna be like a hero, and you know. And I mean, like, there's so many people like that just that was don't know in. what they're getting into. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you get into it, and then you realize like no one gives a fuck. And actually, a lot of people hate the military. A lot of people hate the Canadian military for the crimes of the American military. 
and then people just don't know that Canada has a military. I think they associate the two together a lot as well, right? Your yeah. average person will just yeah. think it's they conflated. go hand in which they do. The Americans and Canadians go hand in hand in a lot of shit, but I, yeah. I think more people are aware of the Canadian Army than they are the Canadian Navy. Like, you know how many people on a regular basis when I say, Oh yeah, I served in the in the Navy, they're like, Oh, the US Navy? I'm like, No, the Canadian Navy. What you? And you're like, Canada has a navy? I'm like, What? That's fucking wild. <laughs> I, you know what? It really depends on where you are too, right? Like right. it's interesting being in the city and the amount of awareness that's out there here in Toronto, it's it, like it just so many people aren't from, from Toronto, right. Or yeah. they're just not, they don't have family that served. There's like you said, there's, they don't have any relation to it. So yeah, for sure. And I think that has a lot to do with how it, uh, people view it. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. You were in corrections. So what was your position? What was your title in corrections? Were you just like a daily prison guard? Yeah, so the, the oh, rank wow. was CX1. Okay. CX1 correctional officer. Yeah, you know what, man? It, it wasn't... Uh, it was rough. Like I'm for sure. Me, for sure. <laughs> Very rough. Uh, just being so young, going into it as well. Right. You know? Um, I was 22, so... Yeah. That was just a... That was a tough experience. I think that... I don't know how to... How to spin it or how to explain it? That, um, that, that that must be pretty rare. Like a very young adult going into corrections. Like I, there I, weren't probably a lot of other low twenty year olds in there with you. I'm assuming. You know what? I think a lot of it has to do with like how you're raised and, and right. like what your exposures were. Yeah. Um, so I was a child youth worker before going. Okay. Um, but I worked with a lot of uh, older people so like you right. know just transitioning to different homes and stuff. right right uh so i was already working with high risk uh clients that are people that needed uh more tentative care right. uh by the time i hit 22 like I, I already you know i've already helped uh or been with people in crisis or was exposed to these things right so right when i got to the jail it wasn't much different it's just you know you for sure. Treat people the same way, sort of. So, yeah. um, the risks are higher, of course, but <laughs> I mean, it's just easier. It's it was easier to talk to to inmates and, and just really? know okay. how to like know how to engage, uh, right? You know, and I, I think that's like where people struggle. They put on this face, you know, they act a certain way, and it, yeah. it just it just not it's not going to work like that. You know, people could see through that, and For sure. I think being younger, that might be. That yeah, Good question right? But no, yeah. I I think I was I was afraid and I showed it. You know, <laughs> like that, that's the, to me when you when you said that you were that young going into corrections, that seems like that would be the biggest one of the bigger struggles of that being that young and then maybe inmates seeing how young you are, yeah, right, and maybe trying to take advantage of that or I don't know what happened, whatever the situation was. But I think there's a level of like, like just being honest, right? Like, don't try to be tough. Don't try to be like for sure. You know, don't get the game face on. Sort of just yeah. be be authentic. Yeah, and you know just what? Be like, another human being. With yeah, them, right? <laughs> like like to be honest, like if someone's gonna take take a chunk out of you or take like try to fight you or something like that. Yeah, like you know, you just kind of deal with that. Like yeah. as yeah. as it is, like you just it's that's like how you deal with things in the moment. It's just all you can do, right? Right. But I mean. It's not like that happens every day. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, yeah. there is, it's very structured. And, you know, these people are just trying to live their lives. Yeah. Speaking of that, like, it's, 
it, it's not like an American the American prison system where <laughs> it seems to be like a jungle or something like that. It's I was a lot gonna say more. think about all the movies and TV shows of how every episode's something wild's going on. Yeah, I'm sure it's not that as chaotic as it. As no, it seems, not even right? not even the same. That's, yeah. And that's another like another thing like not a lot of people know what's actually happening inside the jail right or the prisons here and it's it's not what it seems so okay you know as far as dangers go like you know it's not i don't know how from my experience of it it, it just wasn't that bad right. um there was some risk but i think it was just harder to be in that environment naturally just if i get if you get along with your coworkers or you know, with the inmates, that that was kind of challenging dynamics, right? So For sure. it has its like subculture, and again, it it's really hard to figure out where you fit in, especially being so young, right? So, how how does that work in terms of like, because like, okay, so you have the military subculture, right? Like the indoctrination. Yeah. So yeah. was that present in Corrections Canada too? <laughs> yeah. So they did. It was hazing. <laughs> so you just got hazed into it. So you did like three months of training or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, and then probation. and then you just go to your like designated prison, and yeah. then it, it's just you know you get hazed a little bit. So yeah, it was, re- it was really bad actually. What is that? that? What does when that you mean? say hazed, does that mean like kind of thrown into it? You get thrown into it, but I mean like uh, like at the prison I went to, there was like a, a a regional investigation for like harassment claims and stuff like that from from guards to guards essentially really okay just, yeah so there there is hazing in that in that uh, culture so it's wow you just get picked on essentially I, I don't know how else like it's like uh it's 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 hard to speak for for my experience of it because it, it wasn't the most ex- easiest thing to deal with but you might have like made a mistake let's say for example like, right uh just People will uh, grill you really hard. Oh, I'm sure. Really yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. And it doesn't go away very easily, right? Yeah. And it, because you're in such a small environment, it, it like highlights itself. Inmates right? and officers, and like your fellow coworkers. Yeah, it's really it, yeah. you can really get stuck in it if you're not careful, and that's right. kind of where. So that's where, as a younger person, I would say it was challenging because, like, do you right. have all the tools to deal with adversity mm. uh, with your mental health state? Like, you might just, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym, work out, but you're still burying yourself in, in stuff that might happen and occur, right? For sure. So it was really difficult to have the, all the tools needed to deal with, uh, like, problems that happen at work, I guess. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. That's <laughs> very interesting. I don't, I'm, I've never met someone personally that's been in corrections. I, I met, so when I was a security guard back in the days of the mall security, oh, yeah, I worked on. with this one guy who used to be provincial corrections, but okay. apparently what it's similar this this you're still exposed to the same kinds of people yeah. and like it's the same system so yeah like i've heard some from horror stories from this this guy that like just weird stuff and like about like in terms of like sexual assault like yeah. inmates if they wanted to get word out because they didn't have another way to like write like a letter and then the guards would have to read it and then be like put me in solitary confinement i'm I need help or whatever. 
And I'm like, fuck me, man. Like, can you, you, how do you go home at the end of a shift and be like, all right, let's another day, you know, after seeing something like that? Uh, oh, man. Sure, uh, mentally, like, did it leave you at the end of your work day? Or did, were you able to, like, kind of turn off work once you got home? Or was it still kind of lingering? And Yeah, like, you compartmentalize it. You have to. Yeah, I mean, like, look, there's a healthy way to deal with stuff. And there's, yeah. like, what I did. <laughs> that wasn't healthy. So How I, would you say you dealt with it? I, like, I worked out a lot. Like, that was my, my crutch, I guess. Like, I just, okay. I buried what I could and, and just went to the gym. Right. Uh, and, and then, like... Like, I didn't deal with things, you know? Like, for for years, I, I actually held on to some of the stuff that happened there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like, I would say, like, a lot of people, so, like, deal with PTSD in, in, the, in corrections. And sure. it's still, like, a problem, like, right. with, with guards and stuff. So, hmm. um, how do you shut something off that happened? Like, I don't think you do. And I think yeah. that's the the problem with the system and how, what we're trying to, to work on now is just getting better mental health accessibility in, in first responders and in, in corrections Canada. Like, right. Yeah. It's so for me, for instance, like it just, it tacked on so much. So, so many things, small things happened yeah. and it just got to the point where I, I couldn't be there anymore. It wasn't, right. wasn't working out. And yeah. I, that's where I thought like, you know what, if I go work, the military, maybe I'll have a better chance somewhere else. <laughs> so I joined the infantry. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's where I was at. You know, like oh, I had goodness. enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Well, you're on a new path now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, um, started, started seeing a therapist. I started nice. really looking at mental health and taking steps toward uh, that and, it's you know like everyone's journey is different when it, when you start that but uh you know in reflection of it it, it should happen sooner i just yeah. i wish that it, it i wish that part of the culture was about going and, and getting that help sooner right it's not right it's right hopefully shoveling it hopefully, down so. you know going forward that like you know mental health is obviously pretty big now these days but hopefully it starts spreading at the different sectors of you know, not only the military which you know obviously people know PTSD and and, and everything from that but yeah. you know to other sectors right like even corrections it's i'm sure it's overlooked when you think of people when if you ask your your average person you know when you think of PTSD they initially say the military right they overlook probably cops corrections things yeah. like that you know and it's and it yeah ha- but you know, you know what it exists. is i think what society is that i think people have they prefer the line of ignorance is bliss and when you're looking at people like corrections right yeah those guys are like the front line that's holding back the dirty underbelly of society it's like the easy people to just forget about you know what i mean yeah and like they to be corrections i'm sorry but like you gotta be a special kind of person all right off the jump i think to be in corrections so like you know not to say that you're like a outsider from society but I feel like you definitely have, you can relate to someone who's in the penitentiary system a lot more than maybe, or maybe not a lot more, but better than the average person, right? So that means something's got to be, I feel like the other corrections officer I knew, he was a little unhinged and he knew, and he was, he told me that he was unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> to be in corrections, you need to be a little unhinged. And I feel like, yeah. you know, 
Even in the military, I feel like to sign up for that shit, you had to be a little bit unhinged. A little bit. It's, I certainly was. You, know you, know what? you can't be, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Your average person isn't going to be able to handle, you know, yeah. military and corrections and things like that, I'm sure. Right? The kind of person that wants to run into craziness. Yeah, like I I don't know how to speak to it. It's, it's I don't know, understand it's, it, but. It's true. Like I, you just kind of try it out, see where, where it went. And you know what? For me, it. Yeah, it, like it was, it was a terrible experience, and yeah. it's a fucking thrashing bull, dude. All we do is we're just each each on our own time. We're just trying to grab it by the horns and take it down. And it's like good luck, you know. Like, yeah, I couldn't imagine, you know, being a inmate, going to jail, like going yeah. there for your first time, you know, on the other side. How scary that must be, like on your first day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you don't know what to expect. And I'm sure a lot of the... Have you been to multiple correction facilities, or have you just been to one primarily? I, I was just at, at one. Just at the so one? Yeah. I'm assuming... maybe I don't, maybe, I don't know, but I'm assuming that the inmates have different system and systems in different correction facilities that you go. Like, the way that things work at the prisons. Like, the, between the, lo- the inmates. The local economy, as Like, the called. culture there, yeah. they, yeah. you know. It's, I'm sure it's different, right? So, it's such a long time ago for me to remember that. Right, Um right. I think that depending on where you go, there might be different dynamics. Right. For sure. Right. Um, going in, I can tell you, like, like it's really uncomfortable. Like, I'm sure. Me, it's like, as a as a guard, like, you're immediately, like, searching them. Like, you're... Yeah. It's like they're getting indocked into the prison, right? Coming from the transport vehicle. Yeah. And... Like you're thrown into it like immediately, like right away. Yeah. So, um, which is crazy because they are too. Yeah. Well, because they go from uh, like provincial uh, institutions. Oh yeah, yeah and then yeah. they'll go to the federal so, okay. from there. So as a federal correction, yeah. Right? yeah. Is it specific types of offenses that land you into that facility, or is it just like a regional thing? Sorry, for federal. Penalty. Yeah. Like yeah. If you end up yeah. In so it's like I think three years or more. Oh, where yeah, you were at? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a media at a medium institution. So, okay. I think everyone starts off in a maximum, mm. and then they're assessed, and you'll either go to a medium or oh, okay. or later on, like yeah. for their sentence. Yeah, I think because okay. all provincials, I think, are maximums. Yeah. Then, um, I I don't I don't know. I I'm think not sure. Either. There's one in Milton. I don't know if Milton is a max though. Oh, it okay. is. No, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one in Milton, yeah. I think, is. And then Lindsay. Lindsay's also a max too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like huh. when when people are like picked up, like from the police station, and they've been whatever process and stuff, they go to a max, right? Off yeah. The jump. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure like how that process goes. I think most people, depending in, like, on tor- what they do, right? in the Toronto area, most people go to either Lindsay or Milton. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild too. Provincials, like I don't think I'd ever do it. Yeah, that's the guy. So the security guard that I used to work with, he was at max. He was a provincial. Yeah, so he would have. So he was max security. Yeah, that's crazy. You don't think about it that way too. You're like, oh, the feds, they must be dealing with the worst of it. (laughs) I know. Different dynamics, man. Just very, it's very different. Yeah, like medium from medium to maximum. Like I imagine, yeah, very different dynamics. So were you? um, So can you run us like really quickly, briefly? through the training then like what the fuck did they teach you oh man like uh yeah like the so for the military you know like how they go and teach yeah, you boot uh, camp is yeah like the first bushman craft shit yeah so the first few weeks is like drill deportment like you just learn it's just like you're learning to be a professional 
uh, person. It's right? indoctrination. Yeah. They literally right. call yeah. the first four weeks in dogs. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing. Right. right? Okay. Uh, so then, like your it's so it's called correctional training program CTP. Okay. Uh, it's three months and. I think it's three months anyway. And for all the federal programs. Yeah. So the first part, it's just you get a handbook. You're just like learning from home. Okay. Um, and it's just teaching you about policies and procedures at the prison. And right. Like uh, you learn stuff like, you know, inmate escorts, like how the jail works. And then once you finish that portion, you actually go to uh, their regional training center. Uh, mine was in Regina, so... Okay. Uh, from there, that's when you learn more like, like on the jobs training. So like you actually go, they have like a, a mock-up facility inside there and, oh, okay, and cool. that's where you learn how to operate inside the jail. Okay. Uh, and they do a lot of like base scenario training stuff. So right. yeah, that was, uh, that's interesting. Like that's your first time being exposed to like, uh, like what if there's a riot or, you know, how do you react to inmates like just in scenario training right so right. it's right. uh kind of the wake up there right. um after that if you complete it you go to your jail and then you have a year of like sort of on the job training but it's like you're already working with inmates so what you're yeah. getting evaluated on is um more or less like uh it's like just a training thing you know like uh coaching right. essentially right okay right? for sure um ojt yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> well, you're, you're thrown right into it though yeah, so. yeah yeah did you ever have to deal with anything like a ride or anything like a chaotic situation no no no, no. i wouldn't say no riots or anything like that okay. but okay. uh some situations that that definitely like i won't talk about yeah. now but yeah. yeah that uh aren't really great either, high, so. high t- yeah high, high uh stress situation i'm sure i'm sure yeah, I think I think everyone kind of goes through it. Um, yeah. There's actually lots of different uh, times where I think guards get thrown into something like that. Like right. it's more common than, than not that happen to happen in your career. Right. Um, okay. Like even during searches, like if you're doing these searches, like in, in a person's uh, cell, like you like there's always stress from that, uh, right? Yeah. And if you can imagine, like you you know someone going through your personal belongings in your yeah. bedroom and, and like your little corner of the earth that you friggin are locked up in yeah and you're locked up with somebody else so it's like you're yeah. you've got really no space and someone's in there flipping it up you know it's right. it's just an uncomfortable situation for both parties and no yeah. one wants to do it but it's got to be done right so yeah. you can imagine it, it being a little bit high strung right like for sure yeah so for sure especially if you're locked down let's say for a couple of days you're not getting out of your cell. You're eating in your cell, like sleeping, yeah. everything. One little small space, right? Like, Fuck. yeah, the tension can get really high. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Jesus. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then you transitioned right to the military. Yeah. So like oh, about yeah. an eight month period in between. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was working actually uh, security here in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Like on King Street and stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine like, so I'm used to working in the jail and then all of a sudden I'm on the street. Just, <laughs> on King Street? Just dealing, where? dealing with the inmates before they're in the system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just different, different bars. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I was working at this bar. It's called Baro. Oh, okay. Yeah, here in Toronto. And okay. like so much fun. Like, cause yeah. you know, totally different 
people. Oh, I'm sure. This is my first time working with normal people just trying to go have <laughs> yeah. a drink. Yeah. I mean, I was Look. so like strung out. So stressed. Yeah, that's the problem. That's, yeah. You just, you're just dealing with maybe a couple drunk idiots that you can just push around and I'm sure it's a whole different vibe. Yeah, just like trying to be like customer service related, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the door guy. Like, yeah. yeah. Man, I had a lot of fun learning that. But uh, that's good. Yeah, I, like I got um, social anxiety too. Like after, yeah. like I, I just got worked up and bad so yeah. when i was trying to do the security bit here i was so like yeah and trying to make it trying to make it uh trying to be calm you know yeah just, whew, yeah wasn't Fuck, too easy man, that's yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so okay you're chilling now yeah, chilling yeah now. you get to it. read a lot now yeah art that's, yeah uh, i do a lot of art we are <laughs> send, okay. we send, yeah it's true you do incredible drawings what's it thank uh, you we send each other a lot of different stuff back and forth nowadays yeah. Yeah. And I sent you this thing today about a Google search I made. I sent it to you, too. I know. I saw. Okay. I want to, because we were kind of like ch- talking about it before the show, and it, like, I just want to get into it now. All right. Okay. Project Bluebeam. I punched in on Google, when is Project Bluebeam going to happen? <coughs> I have never, ever once punched in one of my questions onto Google and like not gotten a plethora of just like even stupid links to it's, whatever. It's also the way you worded it as well, right? But it because, was a simple question. But you said, when is Project Bluebeam mm-hmm. going to happen? Yeah. So then it didn't, it, it, what was the result? What was that? Like pull it up back. Like give me the exact quote of okay. what, what it responded to. It's, you know when you Google something like it makes no sense whatsoever? It didn't give you a result. It gives you the thing. It looks like they there aren't many great results for this search and it has like the little caution sign on it and then that's that's pretty much it but like, we're now worded differently now just just google what is project bluebeam because well, now it's it, you're wording the question different now you'll get some some results but so it's funny the way that you worded it what it's, it's implying like oh no no this isn't gonna happen project this isn't real i was surprised you didn't see any like any like related text to it you know yeah <laughs> so now how many articles come up about it it tells it says serge monast was a canadian <laughs> investigative journalist poet essayist and conspiracy theorist there you go born 1945 died 1996 i guess that's who created the blue beam project the theory beam the, theory. the theory of it mm-hmm. see how they had to tie conspiracy theories right with it okay so then look 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 like there's a whole freaking whack of links okay of, yeah. there's a whole whack of links when i search up what is project blue beam okay. but when i go when is it going to happen? Okay. Look at look at this. Now false. all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, there's a bunch of links though. The first, no, but the first one that comes up, false. Yeah, false. Yeah. Read the rest of it. What's that say? False. False. The blue <laughs> the blue beam, a joint project of NASA and the United Nations. It's a conspiracy theory about the new world order there that's been around since 1994. There you go. Oh my yeah. god. So now. Okay, what is Pro- Project Bluebeam? For people that maybe didn't Google at home right now that are listening, okay, what so, information have you gathered from it? So, okay, I'll, before I read off a definition, I'll, I'll tell you what I gather, okay? okay? And you can say what you gather, and then you say what you gather. Right. Okay? Project Bluebeam, as I understand it, is an intergovernmental uh, inside job yeah. where they're going to simulate an extraterrestrial invasion that will justify and significant increase in government powers and corporation powers and banking powers and, you know, usher in a new, more comprehensive world order. That's how I understand Project Blue Beam. Right. 
How do you understand it? I mean, you, you definitely got me there. So I, I did look it up and I spent some time trying to make sense of it. And there is, it's a really complex conspiracy theory. There's, there's a lot of going on in the timeline for right. sure. Ah. Yeah. So it's, it's drawing from stuff that happened in the early nineties, stuff that happened in 1953, like even so. Hmm. Are you guys familiar with what happened in the, in the 53? What happened? No, the or- no. I'm asking you guys. What's the origin of it? No, I'm not sure where the origin of the actual theory came from. Or- Me either. I so I haven't looked specifically into that. But this is so it's con- it's being referred to this this intergovernmental theory is being called Project Bluebeam on like TikTok. That's my guy. Ga- the 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 entirety of what I know about this is right. from TikToks, various TikToks. And I'm piecing together parts of it. Right. Yeah. I'm hearing this, 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 and this. Right. And so my gathering is that it's an intergovernmental. So, plan. And that's what this false that thing was just saying. Right. Is that it's supposed to be between like the United States government and uh, uh, the United Nations. Well, it would be if let's say it were to happen, it would be between all governments. It would have to it would have to have be to. everyone that yeah. would have to jump on board. Like you can't or, have half or whatever of the governments world. are deemed worthy enough to be a part of the new this and, new order. And that's the thing. It's like okay, and let's say it was fake. Now you're implying if it was to really happen, you're implying that all governments are already kind of controlled and they're they are already are one in a way. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if this were to happen, they'd all be under the script of it. They'd all be implying there's a fake alien invasion. Hmm. It, you know? So I first heard about it like two years ago from Eddie Bravo, this guy that's, he's a uh, good friend with Joe Rogan. And he just described it as it's going to be a fake alien invasion to then bring in a one world government mm-hmm. because now when you're talking about extraterrestrial life now through galaxies and other planets we have to be united as the human now, species exactly now it's not oh it's we're countries against each other because we've always just thought it's us mm-hmm. against a country now there's more so <laughs> yeah. we have to unite as one now we so have to let's, be star soldiers so let's do one a one world currency let's do a one world government and let's just yeah. come together as one so people are saying oh well yeah it makes sense and it does but if it's faked, you can see where, okay, if we're going to become one world government, then there's someone at the top of that one world. There's someone controlling that. So they're implying that it's the people that are above the government that are, that are going to script that. So why it's relevant today is because only a couple of weeks ago, they released, no, you know, the U.S. government released that there was, they admitted to, uh, you know, extraterrestrial life. Yeah. Through big, UFO crashing, big, big news, and, big news. That, yeah, that you're that you are rightfully bothered in the fact that a lot of people just don't want to talk about this. So since then, there has been no other actual news. Yeah, people have been talking about it, but I don't feel like it's been enough. And people are like, "Oh, well, yeah, we already kind of knew there was aliens." It's like, no, I don't know. Not everyone thought there was aliens <laughs> a month ago. So if you asked a month ago, your yeah. average person on the street. Yeah. I don't know. A majority would say, oh, yeah, there's probably aliens out there. Like, the universe is so ma- massive. But that was, it was more of a philosophical question. Now it's a fucking thing. Now it's a thing. You know how, like, back in, like, the, I don't even know when. You remember when, you know, we were cavemen, you know, and people would be like, oh, will we ever get to the moon? And no one fucking knew, you know, was it even possible? How far away was the moon? What is the moon? You know, and it turns out now we fucking know it's this fucking rock and it is there. There's fucking, there's a moon. Right, that's what aliens are now. Like, there's a, it's there. We just have never seen them. 
they don't have any impact on us so that we know of yet. right so oh, yeah. 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 yeah or that we know of. Of. so that like that's why i think where a lot of people are sticking it's like how is this going to impact my day to day you know exactly and that, i think that's why people are like mm-hmm. like it's not right in front of them so it's not just, bothering them yet yeah it's like well so, what can i do about it anyway right so what's your what's your opinion on the the, the conspiracy behind it, the theory of project blue beam and everything I wish I had more time to read about it. Like I definitely <laughs> looked it up for like. There's the last not a whole hour, lot. There's not a whole lot on it. It's interesting because the way that, like they, so I've read uh, Reddit, like and the Reddit just pulled from different timelines, right? Like right. I was saying. So right. in 1953, actually, like I have it up here, where it said it. So there was declassified CIA documents on UFOs. Right. And then it just goes on to read like how the government wanted to use UFOs for psychological warfare. But then it adds, like, it doesn't necessarily indicate the the existence of Project Bluebeam. The documents were just brought up into a broader discussion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's interesting about these kind of conspiracies is just pulling from different pieces, trying to make it work. And trying to connect it all, yeah. And that's, like, where it gets challenging now, right? Because trying to prove a pers- like a perspective right. on on things can be difficult especially when it's going off of a complex like problem or or more more than one thing going on we're just trying to make sense of it right right so trying to like get to the po- like to the bottom of it you're you're uncovering years of things that you know cause bias i guess or disbelief right so right fact is like you know the government saying that it does it's not true it doesn't exist and now they're saying it's true and like things exist it's there's a lot of distrust for sure right right? so yeah it's it's hard to hard to you know make make your mind up (laughs) what you believe in here well me and matt we asked the question to ourselves like i think this right now since there's not a lot of evidence or not a lot of information it's you know, do you trust your government, right? I mean, the U.S. government came out. It's not like it was some wishy-washy news reporter reporting some bullshit. Like, there was the U.S. government coming out and admitting it. So, it, it, you know, it comes down to, do you believe in it or not? Right now, there's not a lot of information, but, you I th- know. I think, like, we've definitely had, like, influential people in history that have stood up against government and have tried to influence a mass amount of people for different reasons. And I think that those people all like, we were talking about this, right? We were Mm -hmm. talking about JFK and and, and, Martin Luther King. Yeah. And, and them all sort of fighting the government view on things in different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They were all, assassinated too right so yeah. like i think <laughs> we can we can yeah you could definitely draw <laughs> from history and like try to make it work for right. for whatever reason you're like whatever uh thing you're trying to prove right? right but i think that's sort of how it gets really challenging right like really problematic right. we tend to t- make things fit in our perspective right okay so it's can be really hard to say what's what's going to happen next right you know? yeah yeah because it's all know, up in the air right yeah now, and it's right. like what side's really going to give you the, the the actual facts yeah 
and, and that you can trust, right? Yeah. And I don't th- if you, if you're not pulling from everywhere, you're not going to get an unbiased view, right? Especially yeah. with news and stuff like that. Like you're just you have to kind of do the work and grab information from everywhere and you're then right, make yeah. sense of it. And depending on how critical like how do you critically think? Like right. how do you put it together? No one your own bias. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that can really uh, make the difference yeah. for what's really going on, right? For sure. Yeah, you know what? There, there's people that watch the news every day, and that's their main source of information. And there's people that don't watch the news at all. I think both are equally as bad. Like you said, you have to take a little bit from everything. That's why, you know, it's good to turn on the news every once in a while, see what's going on, see what mm-hmm. the narratives are as well. As me at, at dinner. Tonight. Yeah, if you believe it or not, right? Whether you believe what's going on in the world or, mm-hmm. you know, the news tends to be a little negative, not a lot of positive things. It, and you um, know what I you know. noticed too? It, that it, it really, really strives to pull you towards the least significant things. The least significant. You have these stories they're talking about, right. and it's nothing to do with anything. No one gives a shit if a grandma got her fucking car rear-ended in the Walmart parking lot. And they do it like it's this public interest story. And then, meanwhile, they talk about how 150,000 people have been killed in Yemen. Like, it's just like a stupid little number that we should just gloss over. Just desensitizing you to the real story underneath it. Who gives a fuck about Grandma's Yaris? Tell me about the people in Yemen. What the fuck? Not one of these reporters has even said the word Yemen. And like that's a huge story. They just fucking three seconds on the screen and it's gone. What You're the right. Fuck? There's a good chance that a news station within a few hours of you watching will, will mention something about a death, right? And you're right. It like it'll completely desensitize you after a while. Man, you keep hearing that every day. Negative news, deaths, sicknesses, the, illnesses. After a while, it's like does it even affect it. you? The yeah. way they say yeah. it. My favorite one. There's been another murder in the city of Toronto. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And a tally. Fuck, here we go. Yeah. We're living in the streets of... I would say Chirac, but that's Chicago. Torak. <laughs> you know, it's one thing, too. Like, like we're talking about... The, like, remember the fires that are happening just now? Like, yeah. you know, and, and hearing about it and seeing on the news, it's wild. Like, it's, it's, very, it's very sad. But, like, you know, people don't know how to connect to it either, right? Like... No. They're not, they don't really know what's going on. I, like, I hear about they're still trying to stop tourism from going there. Okay. I, like, Hawaii. Why? Yeah. 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 Like, there's still people going over there for vacation. Oh, they booked their flight, right? I mean, I, I didn't get what insurance. Do you do? <laughs> I can't believe yeah. it, you know? Like, yeah. that's such a... And then you go over there and you, like... Yeah. Are you actually going to... And now you're a liability. Yeah, like, taking up resources and stuff. Yeah. So I think people are just so in their world. They're not really paying attention. And that's that's right. the thing, man. Yeah. It's, everybody is a robot. Everybody, you, Every day I go to work and I'm talking to people and I'm looking at them. And I feel like I'm like I'm like a weird monkey. Just kind of like on your staring own. Staring at people who are just fucking plugged into the grid, man. It's weird. I swear to God, I do not go to work high. But I feel like I am when I'm like, especially downtown. It is a whole new world down there, man. It was never, I, maybe it was, but it was, I don't remember it being like that when I was younger. And I don't feel like people are connected, That's you know, it, yeah. everyone's living their own lives and there's oh. no real connections that are, you know, you're, when you're walking by someone on the street, you're not going to, you know, when you're talking about like a connection, it's not going to happen, but no, but even you know, like, it, like you're in, you're really you're in your own world. the existence of another person by looking at them, right. like, Hey man, I see you. 
you know, as opposed to just fucking like absent. It's like it's like a bunch of fucking robots. A bunch of NPCs. I'll just look at it's like no one's eyes meet. Everybody's just fucking. I mean, I sit in my car at the lights all the time. I'm just looking at people. I just stare and watch these fucking robots who are either grilled into their phone. Half of them are wearing sunglasses so they don't have to meet anybody's eyes. And then the others are fucking just like staring at nothing. And everybody's just humming along, walking like robots. It's the fuck. It's really. It makes you wonder, though. Like, what's really going on? You know, what's what are they, like, what their experience is, right? It's mm. fucking weird. And if you're listening to this and you don't think that that's fucking weird, you're fucking weird. <laughs> like, it's human to want to connect to people. It's yeah, fucking an sure. animalistic thing to want to connect it's to true. people. It's true. Yeah. You know, look Mac, at your fucking dog. Mac got called an NPC a few weeks ago. I know it bugged. Yeah. It, it bugged. Yeah, it's like a thirteen-year-old kid, man. Yeah, call me an NPC. I'm like, non-playable character. Okay. <laughs> How did that come up? He's like, a random kid. Basically called him like man. Like, I was what, just what's that implying that like we're in a simulation and you're like. You're 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 I, like a computer in a simulation. Okay, like you're playing GTA and it's like a as, computer walking on the sidewalk. He as said an that's adult, you. as an adult, my reasoning <laughs> is probably like this kid plays like fucking Fortnite or something. Yeah, and it's like a slur in Fortnite. Yeah, but he just yeah. he just said it to me, just random adult who was just I don't know chilling doing his own thing. I didn't even remember what I was doing. Who would have thought a thirteen year old man? Right? It bugged me. Yeah. It really bugged me. I don't know why. It fucking thirteen year olds know how to get to the thing. They just know how to hit the button. You let man. him. You let him get I to d- you. Though. I know. Oh, I fucking I had a weak moment. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> my guard was down. Oh my God, yeah. caught, you got caught. He, you he got fucking, caught. He got me, man. Yeah. Fuck. Little, little fucker. <laughs> yeah, man. I will never forgive that kid. Yeah, hopefully, like, you'll never ruined, see him again. Ruined my. Maybe day. he's an NPC. He's in my memory now. He, maybe he's an NPC. You got to think of him like that. Yeah. Fucking yeah. yeah. Maybe he's a bot. Yeah, it's kind of a weird experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a weird experience. It's like seeing a ghost. Someone basically called you a bot. Yeah. Yeah. What if that's like my hint that I'm in the Matrix, you know? You, okay, you want to hear something fucking... Your red pill. Okay, listen, <laughs> yeah, listen to this, you okay? Go. I, you're going to think I'm crazy. When I was a kid, I shit you not, I swear to God, I was, far, I was far too young to watch the movie when I watched it. I must have been like four or five, and I watched Jim Carrey's The Truman Show. Mm. You ever seen that movie? I have not. <laughs> you haven't seen that? Okay, I've seen I've that not. one. So you can imagine, yeah, you're yeah, fucking a very that. impressionable five-year-old, you watch The Truman Show, and what is the first thing you think? I can't even... I, you're gonna have to answer that. Yeah, I, I thought it was in a TV show. I thought I, I was like, in a TV show. Yeah, you thought yeah, you were in a TV yeah, show. Whole life, I thought there was just cameras everywhere. Everybody's watching me. And That's then I, not an uncommon thing. People then, have said that. Yeah, but the creepy yeah. part is that I've now grown up into a society where there actually are fucking cameras everywhere. In a way, and there's something listening all the time. In a way, yeah. yeah. You know, fucking. Well, uh, some people. Li- I heard this quote where it was, you know, live your life like, uh, like. Like, like you have a documentary. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, like your Joe life's Rogan's a documentary. Yeah, Joe Rogan's, I think that's where I heard it, yeah. 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 Which, is, Which e- is a good it's quote. It's kind of just easier that way, though, too. Like, you're just, you should be genuine no matter what part, like, where you're at, who you're with. Yeah. And then that way, you're just, you're never faking it, too. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, you, sometimes you need to have a persona, you know, if you're right. acting or if it's part of your job or something right. like that. But I think if you just live your life naturally like oh like there could be someone listening or watching it's it's not so much to creep you out it's just so that you're just holding yourself accountable too right like there's sure. some level of that right right but to be called an npc i, I don't know oh <laughs> man it's soul crusher and that was downtown yeah that was downtown yeah you're not a you're not from the downtown you're not from the the jungle yeah i don't speak concrete ease <laughs> john you live um 
You live basically downtown. You're, yeah, you're in the heart yeah. of downtown. Yeah. What's so the, what's your experience? Well, yeah, good I'm going to queue up a story because okay, yeah. I, you told me this story. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. Okay. So we, we hung out a couple of weeks ago. Okay. We, 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 we met up for a nice conversation downtown. We had a beer. It was great, right? And <laughs> you walk up to me with a book in your oh, hand. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just catched on to what you're getting at now. Can you tell that story again, Yeah, please? yeah, so... Okay, so I, I usually go to a coffee shop. It's not not too far from my place, and uh, okay. you know, on my way there, there was uh, plants being sold. You know, so it's just like in this park area, these all these little potted plants, and it looked awesome. I was okay. like really excited because you know, why not get the girlfriend a plant, right? Whatever. Yeah, she'll love it. So I'm going into this plant place, and it's it's outside, so it's it's just it's not like it's a store or anything, right? Okay. Um, as I'm walking through, looking at the plants. Uh, I get to the people that are there and, uh, you know, they're very nice. Like, Hey, how's it going on? Oh, not too bad. And, you know, just started to talk a little bit and talk about the plants and they're like, they stopped me and they're like, Oh, look, like the plants are good, but here we really want to talk to you about, uh, about the Quran. And then they grabbed this book <laughs> and they gave it to me. They like, here you go. And really, yeah. And I just, I'm not really used to that. They just uh, handed you a because Quran. Because that doesn't yeah. happen, well, they, man. Right away. They were like, yeah, like, have you heard or read the Quran? I'm like, no. And to, to be honest, like, it, it's like anybody's, like, religious, uh, like, beliefs or stuff. Like, I'm really respectable about that. So I didn't want it. Like, I knew that it was like, you know, like, it's not going to, I'm not going to do that justice by, like, <laughs> grabbing your religious text here. Right. So I turned, tried to turn it down. But I was like, no, absolutely not. We want you to read this. We They wrote my name in it and they signed it. And then they Give me and the they Quran. gave you a Quran. Wow. Yeah, an autographed Quran. It was okay. I was I was suckered in with the plants and then what, what was their like pitch for you to take it? Like what were they trying to come into? Like how were they trying to come in to read it? They just wanted someone to take the time to be open minded and and okay. read the text. Okay, and mm-hmm. like I was more interested in why. So I, you know I just listened to Curiosity. what they had. So yeah, I was like okay, like I'm I'm Did in you- I'm in the very center of the plant place yeah. and now i'm just gonna listen to them talk about the cron for for a bit did you pay for it no it was oh free. Okay. but i i i wanted one of the plants but then they're like here's the cron but i was just so like sort of like i don't know how to get out of those situations yet right and they asked you what religion you follow like they asked you about yours i'm sure yeah it was it was I'm not really religious, so right, for right. me it was just like you okay. know what, like I'm open-minded. I don't, I don't have an issue, like sure. you know, listening to someone's perspective on it. Have you read it, like the book? At all? I, I, you know what, I haven't. Okay, I, you know, I just kind of put it on the bookshelf and was like, you know, <laughs> Are you I going don't. To one day, and think you're gonna take you a know look what? At like it? I wouldn't mind listening to someone else's like review of it. Right. Probably yeah. like what is the gist of the Quran? Okay. I don't think like I a would. Scholar though, like yeah, a, like yeah. someone who can interpret the text. Yeah. I don't okay. think I would read it myself. I okay. just think that would be too time consuming yeah. and I, I just wouldn't be able to right, yeah. really get a good idea of what it's actually pretty accessible is. there's like a lot of yeah. I've seen even videos and stuff on even TikTok of like there's like a lot dedicated of dedicated Quran like, oh, yeah. scholars that'll be like, I send you like, I send you a lot yeah. of shit yeah like a, yeah. Bi- yeah Bible scholars too yeah. lots yeah. of religious texts which is cool because like you know what I want to learn until I want to learn about the, the, the what are they called the Dead Sea Scrolls yeah I want to learn okay. about those I want to learn about like as many of them as I can ancient runes all yeah. that shit like whoever can explain them tell me about them you know what I mean yeah, I, yeah. you know I, I think should we, should, we, we yeah. should we yeah. should read the Quran too. yeah no honestly yeah. I, I, me personally I, I you know I follow my religion but at the same time I think you should have an open mind and at least hear others yeah yeah right that's, I mean, that's you, it right I, I don't have the mentality like oh no, you know this is my religion and yours is 
yours isn't mine, so it's not it's not my reality. It's not the truth. It's you know, someone's yeah. belief, right? I mean, that's their world, and I'd, I'd be open minded you know, for sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. But I'd I'd also go in sort of with the like an, an investigative sort of approach, you know, like I'm looking for the commonalities between all these other stories, right? And I want to see, I want to put all the filters together and see what image I get. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Uh, that's kind of what I want to try and do. Yeah. But I feel like at the end of the day, we all have this one true bias, which is like the first, you know, well. You remember the well? Right. The well, there's different wells to get to the same water. Whatever okay. well we were introduced as a child is going to be the main well. And every other well that you maybe explore right. is just going to be something that you, at the end, inevitably your well is going to be the foundation of it. At the end of the day, it's faith. <laughs> every religion it's, it's faith in something mm. it might not be all the same but yeah. it's faith right yeah you do know? you do you believe in any how would you describe your spirituality yeah that's uh it's it's really private <laughs> i'm totally very private fair about man it. Right. uh it's just that's a tough one for me especially because i i've always questioned it i grew up in like the catholic church yeah right and it just didn't really click really well for yeah, me, you know? Right. Same and, uh, right. yeah, so before that, even, like, um, I just went to school in Catholic schools, right? Yeah. Mm. So, like, I didn't actually, like, have a parent. Like, my parents weren't very religious. Oh, okay, So, yeah. like, I was just pushed yeah. into it when I went to school. When yeah. I went home, it was a different story, right? Yeah, that makes right. sense. That's, yeah. And that's common. That's a pretty common situation. Yeah. Since then, like, I, I try to keep an open mind to things. Like, I, I like to read up on, like, a lot of Eastern uh spiritualities and, and faiths and mm-hmm. stuff but I, like i honestly like you know nature is probably more like spiritual to me than yeah that's than, a, that's something man so, yeah, that is yeah something so that's yeah. good and that's something yeah. let's yeah. yeah let's i'm always curious if to know if somebody has something you know most people do have something yeah yeah that that they find the sacred in it's yeah so like nature being like being in solitude and that think that's the way you can connect to yeah whatever's there whatever it's just being present and, yeah. and feeling things from that so right that's a yeah. big one too being present yeah so underrated oh yeah. it's challenging to to i think being out. present pulls people into the monstrosity of what's out that window you know like that fucking system the the big bad wolf i think present being present if you're not able to control your emotions you know you're really in for it because it's things are not good I don't think you're trying to control your emotions. Just regulate, right? Like, there's right. stoicism's a thing, but like, we almost take it and think it's like we need to be so extreme with how we control our our emotions. But right. I think if you can regulate them and and mm. work that way, like emotional intelligence should be more sought after. Yeah, right. Yes, you know, that's a good way to put it. Right. You know, you yeah. think you're way more adaptable if you can regulate, right, your emotions that's like that. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Fucking right, man. One thing I was telling my mom, because she watches a lot of uh, like soap operas, like these very dramatic, young and restless type of shows yeah. where every episode there's a problem, there's crying, very, <laughs> very fucking dramatic. Yeah. And I, you know, nicely said to her, I'm like, you're, you're kind of programming your mind when you're watching this stuff to think like this is normal to react like this. Yeah. Like it's normal to have emotions, but like you said, to regulate them is proper in my eyes and in, in our eyes, right? Yeah. So then you watch this, not her specifically, but people in general, 
shows in general, right? I mean, these soap opera ones are pretty bad, but you watch this every day. Very dramatic oh, yeah. fucking things happening. And yeah. you're programming your mind. Yeah, like, this is okay. It's, for it's okay to react like this yeah. towards <laughs> situations. And it's That's fucking true. not. And then you it's get true. your Karens of the world. You get very fucking emotional people. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just from that, but it definitely doesn't help. You wonder, in my opinion. Yeah, like you wonder, like, what are you exposing yourself on a day-to-day basis? Right. Like, I think we need to be more careful about that. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many people actually pay attention to what their exposures are. Right. So we're inputting information from everywhere it's not news anyway like this stuff is like we've been talking about this for a while now right like yeah. we have like how much input do we actually get right yeah. loads of it. it's overwhelming right it is. so if people haven't really figured out how to filter it right they really should get on that right mm-hmm. like really making technology work for you not against you right, mm-hmm. right. we've talked and about that on the show right? too yeah. even yeah. your own algorithm on, on tiktok yeah you know because it's like like you said like as soon as you open it as soon as you sign up for it it's gonna immediately start giving you the shit yeah and yeah. you have to tailor that thing to yeah. show you stuff that's like oh this is fucking useful now right and you like, can see it in a negative view you can be like advertisements evil and you know it's like twisted because it's so uh Violated. Like we can have a conversation, hit keywords, yeah. and you're gonna see that advertising, right? Yeah. yeah. So you can be like, well, I'm, you know, I'm just careful about what I talk about, and you know, I'm just yeah, you know, make it work for you, right? That's right. that's what I think. Yeah. You know? But uh, you're asking me about how it is being in the city, and it, yeah. it's it's weird. And like I grew up in the country, so oh wow, yeah. So like where whereabouts? You know, you know where Belleville is. Belleville? Belleville, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I grew up yeah. around that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. not the city. <laughs> no, not the city. And you know what? Like, uh, like that was where my, like, when my mom remarried and okay. we moved to Belleville. So, like, I, nice. yeah, it was different being there because I wasn't actually from there. I kind of moved around a lot as a kid because okay. well, my, my dad was in the military first. And then, oh, okay. Yeah, my stepdad was out in Belleville, so we moved out there. Oh, kind of cutting right. the story here, but yeah. yeah. Okay. By the time I got to Belleville, it was very country, and, and my dad like just kind of raised me in a more simple way, you know. Right, so it's yeah. just uh, not a lot of noise compared to the city. When right? did you move to the city? So probably just after college. I was I did like a year or two as a, a CYW, okay, a child youth worker, and then I moved to Toronto for uh, York University. Okay, yeah, and then I, I was studying like psychology and law. It's All like right. a double major. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the minute I got here it was a huge like culture shock for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, wow. it still is. Like I still don't know how to figure this place out. Sometimes it's a while. It's hard, man. Yeah. It's where, just it's getting bigger. Where would you pref- like? Where, what's your preference? If you had like, let's say whatever you know, because the city's expensive. Let's say finance was out of the question. Okay. Where was where'd be your ideal place? Oh, it's tough. I'm just thinking about my girlfriend right now. I'm like, you know what? Let's <laughs> see she can come with you anywhere yeah, you want. If I can drag her with me. But uh, no, she's doing. So her career is here in Toronto, and, right, okay. and she's doing pretty well. So like, good for her. For, yeah. So it's. I want to be some more supportive for her nice. uh, at this point. So Beautiful. what I like, I'd like to adapt here. Yeah, uh, right. try to be here. But ideally, like finding a place that gives you the best of both worlds so you're close enough to the city right. that you can actually have the the cultures and the different people and but being able to have that escape too for sure you know like calgary you know you yeah. mean calgary it's not a huge city compared to here yeah. but five hours away you're you're in the mountains yeah right you know actually vancouver's probably way way more 
yeah like like this right? yeah vaguely yeah, where you can kind of like escape. a micro Toronto. yeah you go to yeah. north vancouver you're like you can be in the city or you can be in the mountain range yeah, that's either true, right yeah. so well even here i mean if you go two hours north let's say from toronto two hours north you're in about perry sound, perry sound. yeah right which where it's just, beautiful yeah which is a whole nother yeah yeah no, it, it, we're fortunate in Canada where you can you can get, you can pretty much get away from any of the big cities into buttfuck nowhere pretty quick. Yeah. But like Toronto is just a different beast because, like, what is it like a solid one third of the country's population lives in like the Great Lakes area of like southern yeah. Ontario and Quebec, right? Yeah, very uh, right? Yeah. Which is like a five hour drive's window, and a fucking third of the country lives here. There's nowhere you can go where there isn't fucking people on top of each other. Man, I kind of I love it for sure. I love to get exposed to people in different uh, perspective and stuff. Like, yeah, that's the beauty part. Yeah. The beauty part is that everything goes here because yeah. everybody's coming from everywhere, and like you can't really you're not going anywhere if you're gonna sit there and stew and be hateful and not open minded. It's right? weird, man. You can walk to the stop sign and see <laughs> two different people, two different walks of life. Yeah, yeah. and they're just sitting, standing side by side. You're like, what is like C- couple. NPCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> people, I think people have a lot more, uh, like in depth, than even what some like even what they're aware to, right? Mm-hmm. So I like to think more optimistic, you know, right. Than that, for sure. I think some people aren't very aware, like their self awareness kind of. That's a problem. Is self awareness? Yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. teach someone self awareness. Like self awareness is like a graduated thing that you have to do yourself. It, it's true, and like it's. You find that people that aren't, they're very like reactive, you yeah. know, and it's just they're also very lonely too. Like, yeah. So because people move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't know how to connect to people yeah. either, right? Yeah. And that's sort of you know, you're wondering what the problem is. Well, <laughs> you just need to. You stop trying. You yeah. stopped growing, and you closed your mind to new opportunities, new ideas, new ways to learn. Yeah, like we'll look at emotional intelligence. It's just it's just huge because it allows you to be empathetic, right? Yeah. As well, and people don't do that. They don't do the work. Yeah, it, it takes work. Everything takes yeah. work. And it's, this is the thing. I think it's that everybody's so accustomed now to this convenience lifestyle that we live. The decadence of like having everything at your fingertips. Having every, somebody makes whatever you need. You can buy whatever you need online. Somebody made it. Yeah. You know, and there's no one has any drive or incentive to do anything themselves like craftsmanship is like gone out the window and like you wonder why all these craftsmen and women on tiktok are like they have millions and millions of followers people like watching them do their craft because they don't want to do it themselves they'd rather watch somebody do all these little niche things they never knew somebody knew how to do than go and do it themselves that's the thing i i yeah you also have to be sympathetic to like people that grew up just not in that world as well. Like being, let's say, for example, a craftsman. But so right? many yeah. people are stuck in this loop now. Right. Well, that, that, that's all they the, know, does right? The I mean, majority yeah, wake up and say, hold up. People knew how to do this 100 years ago. Right. The average person knew how to yeah. do this 100 years ago. Well, yeah. well, we've adapted. You could say that this is a privileged lifestyle. It like is. it definitely Completely is a privileged decadent. lifestyle, right? 100%. I mean, that's why so many people also come here. It's yeah. the, you're, the daily issues that these thousands of immigrants came from. Yeah. don't exist here for them yeah. and you know it's funny that we sit here and we like this is like a safe haven for them or like a yeah this, this, this is a beautiful place to them and sometimes you know i mean we complain about it right 
Yeah. In, in ways, in ways Here, we do, right? Okay, so this is the thing. This is my understanding of it. So I listen to people who are what they would identify as starch conservative, and then I've listened <laughs> to people who would identify as like severely liberal. Like I've okay. listened to both, both arguments. Right. I've listened to the arguments of the immigrant. I've listened to the arguments of like the like generational Canadian. I've right. even listened to the arguments of the indigenous Canadian. Okay, right. so like my understanding of all of this is that oh shit. There was a Canada of yore, we'll say, okay? Like, <laughs> the Canada, like, that the Maple Leaf was supposed to have represented was, like, Canada from, let's say, the heyday would it be, like, 1960 through to, like, 1980, mm. where the cities weren't that big, and suburbia was quiet, kids could play in the street, and then you didn't have to go very far to be, boom, you're in the middle of the country. Right. Or you go even further, boom, you're in the middle of the fucking wilderness. Yeah. And like that's like the Canada that that I think older Canadians they yearn for and miss. But like that's that Canada is the same America that's gone for the old school Americans, and the same India that's gone for the old school Indians and Australians, because the global population is increasing. People have to go somewhere, you know, and they're yeah. gonna go to where the cities are already established. Right. Right, but like, if you want to be the old timey Canadian, there are tons of smaller towns across this country for sure that yeah, you can yeah. go and set up shop in for like next to no money. Yeah, you know. But oh no, you're gonna lose out on the convenience of the grid. Oh, you don't want to well, do that. Yeah. Well, then fucking shut up. It's definitely like worth taking the time to learn how to be more self sufficient. I mean, that's obvious. Like that's that's very clear. Uh, right. It's harder for sure. Right, like. I'm actually taking on a new project, urban farming, you know? Yeah, yeah buddy. So like, yeah, buddy. From, yeah, exactly. But yeah, coming from someone who's never had a green thumb, like I like plants, you know, my girlfriend would buy a plant and then it would unfortunately die, Yeah. you know, and then we just keep doing this and now we have a couple plants that haven't died yet. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, man. yeah, we, the more you take care of yeah. is the more like you take care of them and then like right. it becomes part of your day. You talk to them, you get excited. It's like me. I talked to, I have a corn. I got a corn husk forming. Good for you. Thanks. And it. a pepper, a little pepper. The next step is to grow your food. Yeah. 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 Exactly that going on. For sure. Yeah, buddy. Being in the city, too. It's Mm -hmm. like, no one's, how many people are doing that? I found out there's actually a decent community here of urban farmers. I love that. I love the term, man. It's so it. It's, especially if you're doing it inside, too, like in like your own little space, that shit is purifying your air. It's lifting your mood naturally. Right. Like you're interacting with the plants the same way that they're interacting with you. When like you it say, is a mutual exchange. There's symbiosis there. When you say inside, are you talking without natural light? Like no. using um Well if you have windows and stuff, it's not. It no, depends yeah, on yeah. the, the, yeah, the you can get the unit. It depends. Yeah. Like somewhere like here would work because like there's so these windows, right? You ever heard of like a hydroponic tower? Yeah. So basically it's like PVC pipe. You would stand it up in a corner with a bucket and you get a little water pump that pushes water up to the top and it just trickles down. And then you drill holes into it. So you can have fucking like I don't even know, 80 head of fucking lettuce growing in one corner of your house. Or what you can what have what different types like? of fruits and vegetables, and the water that's trickling down every what, like week, you would just add your little bit of fertilizer to it. What about sunlight? And then sunlight sitting by the window. Oh, okay, you said corner. Sorry, I'm thinking yeah. like a dark corner. Yeah. No, and like, but people, so I've seen some things like on TikTok okay. of people yeah. who do it with minimal light, and they basically just go like the, the, the Depends it's, on the plant. If it's getting the plant, it does depend right. on the plant. The, if it's getting the nutrients, some plants can function in low light. It's just right. when you harvest them, they're just not going to be yeah. as green. They're going to be more like kind of right. like ghostly looking. Yeah, you right. know, you don't need that much light nutrient. anyway. Yeah. You can do grow right. lamps too and stuff like that. You don't need much. Yeah. Okay. 
but it just depends on what your what your layout is and what, right. what you're growing right like we right. said but uh yeah definitely empowering you know just mm-hmm. growing your own food yeah. so i'm but, sure it's extremely satisfying picking yeah it's got your be, right? own little baby off of the the tree you know it's like you're Dude, it's it's you've really, grown it it's huge yeah. for your mental health man like mm-hmm. that that it's it's the same reward system that you're in but it's so prolonged and intimate that it's the way it's supposed to be taking care of a plant all the way up to the point where you harvest that food and then you eat it. Oh, nothing tastes better. I'll tell you what I learned from this, though. Like, because I'm just starting out. Like, we're a couple yeah. books in. Like, I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. But uh, it's the communities that are out there, man. Like, there's a lot of people that are starting to become more active in, in what we're talking about. Being self-aware, being mindful. Yeah. being like Self-sufficient. You know, yeah. It's, so, it's... I'm optimistic that there's more and more people kind of tuning into that. Yeah. Right? right. And that, yeah. that's the the important part there right. it's just starting to it's just not perpetuating the same like no one's aware no one's this like really starting to gain like like traction here that people mm-hmm. are becoming aware people are using their head they're thinking you know this i think that's important because the more we keep spinning like no one's no one's aware of anything people are just sort yeah. of crazy yeah. like it's a negative mindset to be yeah, in, yeah it's just like people are gonna be like whatever it doesn't matter anyway you know yeah. and i think the noise that we're putting out there really does matter so I think right. if we start to give people a little bit more optimism you know for sure maybe it'll yeah. work out not yeah. saying being totally like don't be naive right yeah. but I, I think people are slowly you, gotta, it, you, you have know? to frame things the way you're in completely and totally solely responsible for your own narrative, your own reality. I think it's totally true. For like, sure. You yeah. are just, if you want to see the world like it's the worst thing today, then you can and it will be. Yeah. And if yeah. you want to, t- today is a fucking great day. It could be fucking piss pouring rain, hail. And yeah. you're like, today's a fucking cool day. This is cool weather. It's going to be the coolest <laughs> day you've ever had. Yeah. Or it can suck and it just, today sucks. Whatever, yeah, man. It, it just sucks. Yeah. Some, some yeah. days it sucks, yeah. And yeah. you can call it what it is. I always say that too. If I yeah. walk like a duck and I talk like a duck, it's a fucking duck. Yeah. Fine, no problem. But yeah. it's yeah. not every day. Right. Well, and if you find that it is every day, then either you're responsible for for it or something's wrong. Some yeah, if you're in a rut, let's say and you need to make a change. Yeah. Like like dig di- deep sorry, dig down. Like yeah, try man. to make that change. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I mean like coming from like the who the guy who's saying it, it's definitely been in a rut for a long time, right? Like I'm coming from experience talking about like how to make these changes, right? Like right. you know, like I was man, stuck in my house for like a year trying to trying to like get my head on right you know feeling right. good about being in the city around people for the first time right and it was just like coming out of covid too and i had um, just yeah. moved here from wainwright you know okay so like that w- that's where the military base was that i was talking about right right and that that's such an interesting way like interesting um transition yeah yeah, yeah exactly and like yeah. it wasn't really it, it took me a little bit to to make it work right right so i think that's uh just part of it is just like you said just keep trying no matter yeah. like how anxious you might be or yeah. you know and mm. i think that's with people too right if you go out the house and you see negative people and they're just crusty it's like oh whatever that's just their experience yeah. they're gonna let that be like oh everybody i see is bad you know yeah everybody's walking around and everyone's got a frown on their face <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's no really way, it's man. really your perspective on the world it's true yeah. but people got to be careful with what they subscribe to on a daily basis that's right, right. Because yeah. the news can be toxic, even though it's informative. TikTok can be toxic. Because if all you fucking view is conspiracy theories, that's your reality. That's your world. You walk around after 
and it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can relate, you can relate it to everything. I have a friend that's like that, who is now so just deep in like theories and things like that, that it's just somehow he brings every fucking conversation back to a, back to like a negative view on the world and how it's, it's a terrible, you know, terrible place and all this bullshit and this and that. It's like, that's a terrible fucking mental place to be in. That's devastating, man. You gotta be aware, but you also do have to. You gotta be optimistic, like like you said, right? Pick your pick your narrative. Decide. You you say, okay, today's a good day. Look for the gratitude is a big deal. Yeah, like finding whether or not you do it through whether you say a prayer of gratitude to whoever you pray to, or you just say, you know what, I'm grateful for this today. You don't have to be talking to anybody. You could just be talking to yourself. It's important, I think, to just be like, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, this is something that's really, really good that I'm really happy to happen and I'm, I'm grateful for this. It's right. interesting, like a lot of view on like the process of life, you know, like a lot of people fear death, right? And that's natural, right? right? I think every, to some extent we all fear it, right? right? But it's like we're, we like to pretend that we're going to last forever, that everything that it is what it is today is always going to be. Yeah. And the people are afraid of change and they're afraid of this process actually happening, but it's, it's just in, inevitable. Mm-hmm. So right. I think if people can accept that death is a constant, it's going to come like, and like that's just, part of ego. I think that's what that I've, I've seen a lot of correlation between like the inability to accept someone's demise or like their own demise and then ego it's like tied together so like it it's the idea that you 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 see yourself as better right okay. even if it's yeah. subconscious like something that befalls something bad that befalls somebody else that could yeah. never happen to you because you're above that station it's individualism right? yeah We've that that job that that yeah. person's doing i i could never do that because that's beneath my station yeah like right. that sort of ego like that okay. real sense of entitlement yeah. Like yeah. deep down in your soul, I think yeah. ego can be a good thing, though. It just depends so on too. like how like, yeah. like how it works it. for you. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. yeah. I think ego can definitely be yeah. a great. You thing. got that's where the self awareness comes in. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> you know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, but uh, yeah, as soon as you accept some of those fears, like you you have more control over it, mm-hmm. right? You know, making peace, make peace with your maker. That's something I did. I mean, I don't know if you had a similar experience going into the military because one of the questions that really I had sat and thought about was like, you know, the question when you're signing up, you sign the dotted line and they go, are you willing to pick up a weapon and use it to take a life or something like that? Something along okay. those lines. Yeah. Like, are you willing to kill in the name of like, right. <laughs> something like that. It was like the a queen. It's a pretty heavy country, question. Queen country. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I think I, I thought that I would, I need to be more at peace with my own death so that I could justify if I was ever in a situation where I had to take another life. But how can you answer that question in that moment on a piece of paper? Oh, buddy, 20 years old, I signed that. Oh, 100%. In the it's moment, it's, it's crazy. It's easy to, to check mark yes and not put too much thought into it because there's no like yeah, situation exactly. behind it. But once you're in this situation, I've yeah. never been in it. You guys have been in the military, so maybe you've come across something. Yeah. But... That's totally fucking different. It's fucked. Like when I saw, I watched that fucking movie, American Sniper, that put a whole new, a whole new perspective on the military for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's like I would want fucking nothing to do with making that kind of decision. Yeah, like that's some high stake yeah. shit right there. Well, it's yeah. just it's it's right? weird you say that, yeah, because like like where I think it's weird is because, like, like we're so quick to fight. You know, there's right. a lot of people that are quick to fight. Right. 
And it's like they're signing that line. Oh, let's go, right? Yeah. The traffic stops, something happens, road rage, they're fighting. Yeah. But like, how many of them have been exposed to like real violence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. that's scary to me. Yeah. Like, that Somebody stuff, wants to fucking kill you. Yeah. It's yeah. kill or be that, killed. That's why I've been told when you see someone that's really over aggressive, let's say in a bar or in the street, that's like just way too over aggressive trying to start a fight or something, most likely they're not really fucking about it. No, they just like feel there's powerless. a good there's a good chance that they're they're overcompensating. Yeah, they feel powerless. For, and they like you said, they've never actually experienced yeah. violence because if they did, most likely they wouldn't want anything to do with it again. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that's it right there. Yeah. And you see <laughs> that like, guy, you're like, I'm not gonna call bluff. I'm just gonna walk away exactly. from this because yeah. like I, like I know where it can go, and yeah. like that's where it's like you know think about sign the dotted line. Just like <laughs> you almost it's not like you want to hesitate, but you do you have a moment of like yeah man fuck like i really don't like want to have to do this but like that's the thing though like when you're thinking about serving your country right like that's part of the sacrifice you're putting down and whether you see war whether you like are exposed to things that that have some real adversity there like right you're you're definitely having to think about you know, right. what what the cost is. Right. A lot of the time you're you're not fully you're not going to fully see that until that's that the happens, thing with right? that check mark. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like in the moment you think, yeah, if I had to, I guess I would. Yeah, if my life was on the line or someone else, mm-hmm. I had to pick up the gun and shoot. Yeah. So yeah. then you're going to check mark. Yes. Right. I remember. What, you know what answer I said actually? Because it was. It's not that you. You're not the one checking it. You're sitting in front of an officer who's asking. Oh, and you're answering and it. They're oh, writing. Okay. okay. So you're sitting there looking at a person. And and then I remember hesitate? when he asked me, I didn't hesitate, but when he asked me the question, I was like, if duty requires, that was my answer. Oh, okay. That's a good right? answer. Yeah. And, and he looked at me and then he's like, okay. And he wrote it down. Seems like a good answer they'd like to hear. I thought it was I think a that's answer. a good answer. That's what I was saying. But that's the thing. Are you like, like, I don't want to be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. There's a, like, did you feel like you were being tested and then you 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 replied with something that yeah. the tester would have yes. liked to hear? That's what yeah. I thought. I, I gave an I answer say, based that's on... That's a very nice response. I gave my answer based on being like, you know, I will do my duty, but I, I don't want to sound like a fucking... Like a, like a fucking like serial a psychopath, killer. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't... Like, look, like, when it comes to... Like, what am I willing to kill for 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 my country? Right. For right. example, like, you never know until you're actually faced with that. 100%. Um, but like, even if you're able to kill, right? Like, right. that's a whole other thing too. But like, right. am I willing to use a high amount of violence to deal with the situation? Right. For whatever reason, like, I think, like, that's some that when you find out that answer, yeah. like, you're gonna have to like spend some time thinking about yourself and, and yeah. what you believe in. Cause right. that finding that out about yourself isn't really the, it's not really fun. It's not an easy thing to figure yeah, out. To you accept know? in a way, right? You, you, yeah. Depending yeah. on which way you look at it. For sure. Know? So For sure. I think that's something that a lot of people haven't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do like it's, it's interesting how it affects them, you know? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. We covered quite a bit today. We did touch on a lot yeah, of topics. That was, that was nice, good. That was yeah. a nice conversation, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, guys. It's great to meet you. It's great to meet you. Yeah, so. you as well. Like, I'm glad that you had me on on here for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. We'll we'll do some more. Like, it's you know that's what's the best part about this show. You can just go wherever you want it to go. I man, time flew. Time does fly. I don't right? even know how, like how long we've been talking for. Hour twenty. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. flew. It does yeah. fly. 
Yeah, man. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anything uh, podcast. Think on that. Uh, there will be plenty more to come in the future. Thanks for listening.